You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay. Thank you for joining me on the Traffic and Leads Podcast today. Today, we have a really cool interview. So before I tell you all about it, let me tell you what category it falls into. And if you're asking yourself, what does she mean, what category? Then you can head over to theclicktechnique.com to find out what the heck I'm talking about. Essentially, what the click technique is, is my super secret, super effective technique for generating traffic and leads for all of our trafficandleads.com clients. So if you head over to theclicktechnique.com, you can opt in for a five-day crash course on how you can actually make online marketing start working for you because I know it can be really confusing and you're not sure what to do. So the click technique answers all of these questions for you. So head over there. It's free. And let me tell you, so every letter of the word click stands for a different part of the process. So today we're talking about C, which is the first letter in click for those that don't know how to spell, right? C for curiosity. During this phase of the click technique, you have to create curiosity or you can never carry on with the rest of the steps. You have to create really engaging content. You have to somehow get people to notice you on social media. You have to get the search engines to notice you. C for curiosity is actually one of the hardest yet most important steps in the entire technique. Once you land it and learn how to execute C for curiosity, like you're home free. The rest of it's pretty easy. So continue listening in to the Traffic and Leads podcast while we explore the inner workings of the click technique. But today, C for curiosity, Mr. Daniel Perryman is telling us all about how he creates curiosity online. He has created a podcast called The Low Carb Leader. He's a hospital CEO. He's the busiest guy you'll ever know. And he's actually created curiosity all on his own. During the interview, he tells us about his experience with hiring blog writers and social media companies and Facebook marketers and none of them worked. And when he finally decided to just kind of do it on his own, he actually found a lot of luck. So if this is the place your business is in, or if you're interested in hearing how someone can execute all of these steps on their own and be successful, you're going to love this interview with Daniel Perriman. I really appreciate him being on the show. So make sure again, check us out at theclicktechnique.com. And here's the interview. Hey, Dan, thanks for taking some time to come on the Traffic and Leads podcast today. Hey, I'm very happy to be here, Lindsay. Sure. So first, let's just dive in. Tell us tell us what you do and kind of uh, just a little bit about your company and where we can find out about you. Yeah. So uh, by profession, I'm a hospital CEO of a mid-sized hospital in Illinois, but I do this, uh, the low-carb leader on the side. So I started a podcast about uh, eight months ago. And so I'm going on episode 46 now, and I have a Facebook page and Instagram and other social media sites. And so that's kind of where I'm at. Awesome. So you, um, on the podcast, tell us a little bit about the podcast. Is it an interview style podcast or is it, are you soloing it? Tell me about the podcast. Yeah. So I actually started the podcast uh, since I've spent the last 20 years in leadership. I actually started the podcast as a leadership podcast. And, oh. but my, my true interests have always been nutrition and fitness. 
but I thought, why not follow what I'm good at, leadership? And then I realized like 10 episodes in that nobody really wanted to listen to leadership stuff um, at kind of a local level. So the more I thought about it, I transitioned over to nutrition. So the current podcast is called the Low Carb Leader Podcast, and it's an interview-style podcast. I interview somewhat known and somewhat unknown people. Just I just try to vary the topics. And so uh, nutrition, fitness, alternate health, acupuncture, that type of stuff. Uh, and so mo- it's mostly an interview type of podcast. Awesome. So what's your goal? So you have the lowcarbleader.com. I'm looking at the website. I see the Low Carb Leader podcast and a blog. I don't see what, what are you trying? What are you going to try to sell? What's, yeah. what's your goal here? Yeah. So, so I entered into the business without anything to sell. So my whole idea at this point was just to share information because I'm really, wow. really passionate about this and I, I have free time at night. And so why not start a podcast? Well, it's, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of time and I've enjoyed it. But ultimately, I'm getting ready to probably in the next month or two to launch a new website. It's going to be danperryman.com and it's going to be epigenetic coaching. And that's going to be the the income angle. And so will the lowcarbleader.com go away or is that just going to be the landing place for your podcast? Yeah, that'll just be the landing place for the podcast. I really enjoy it though, because uh, for those that are looking how to, as a as a way to get in to um, the interview style and to meet people, you know, you have a podcast, it opens up doors that would never open otherwise. So you can call well-known people and say, Hey, you want to be on the podcast? They look you up and they say, sure. And so I've, I've met, mm-hmm. I've met some pretty impressive people just doing podcast interviews. Yeah. I love it. Like, yeah, I've like talked to people that I have their books sitting on my shelf because they'll come and talk to me for a half an hour suddenly because I have a podcast. Like it really is powerful that yeah, way. Other, otherwise there is no way. They're like, yeah. why would I talk yeah, to you? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I am one quick Lindsay, but you know, in another place. So I'm teasing. Okay, cool. So uh, you used a really big word there, epigenetics. Is that correct? Right, right. So I know what that is, but for everybody who doesn't, why don't you tell us what epigenetics is? Yeah, so people think they're kind of their destiny is based on you know what was what genetically what was inherited. Well, there's a lot of research now around what you do and what your environment is affects your genes, so you can express your genes in different ways. So eating healthy. And exercising, exercising affects like hundreds of genes in a positive way. And so I've been working with this uh, academy on epigenetic coaching. So what would distinguish like what I would do from just a health coach? I mean, a typical health coach would say, okay, hey, let's, uh, let's put you on a low fat diet or whatever and exercise, you know, the typical, which isn't bad. But this, you actually run your genetics, you base your nutrition and your fitness plan based on your individual genes. And so it's, it's pretty cutting edge. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. And so the, it'll go together um, with the low carb leader because that's fitness based and nutrition based. And this will just be the income portion of it. And are you going to be trying to sign folks up as like a one-on-one kind of high high dollar coaching? Or are you going to do like a mastermind type of thing for like 500 bucks a month? Or what does that look like? Yeah. So um, I keep going back to, I have a full-time job as a, as a hospital CEO. So that takes a lot of time. So I may have some individualized coaching that will probably be limited. So I'm looking at group coaching, online coaching, 
that type of thing. So I still have to figure out time. Right. Um, Let's go back to the podcast. So when you made the decision that, hey, nobody likes leadership discussions, and now I want to talk about health, did you see the amount of like downloads or interaction on your Facebook page or email opt-ins? Did that increase when you made that change? Or tell me a little bit about how right now, how you're judging the success, quote unquote, of the podcast outside of just meeting people. Yeah. So uh, the original podcast downloads were really low on the leadership. And, and I know a lot of people in healthcare. So I, I figured, well, I just get like, you know, thousands and thousands of downloads. This is going to be easy. And well, it, it wasn't really easy. Just for the listeners, for those that don't know, I think this is a good lesson for those in the online business and the social media. You got to understand the real numbers. Uh, people, yeah. people hear podcasts and they think, oh, you know, uh, uh, people ask me, have you had a million downloads? Well, no. The average, the average download is 165 downloads after 30 days for one episode. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And, and so people don't understand that, and I didn't understand that either. So I was like, "Why isn't this growing?" And I was at like 200 a download or something. It was just, I was just so disappointed. But when I switched, um, I saw, I saw a jump up to about four or five hundred, and so that started growing slowly. And I think I got to about 550 or 600. Then I did a interview on the Keto Evangelist podcast, which is, I think he's always in the top 30 for fitness. And after I did that interview, being on his show, my, my subscribers jumped up to like, now I'm at 12, 1300 per download. Nice. So, yeah. So being on one show, uh, that was a lesson learned. So you have to go out and uh, show people that you're, you're informed and you're, you're credible in what you do. Yeah. That's really awesome. How did you land that interview? Yeah, that's uh, another reason to start a podcast right here. I just sent Brian and Danny, they, have, they actually have three podcasts. I sent them an email and said, would you like to be a guest on my podcast? And they replied and said, yeah, absolutely. So we talked. Wow. Yeah, well, it, it even gets better. He's, he emailed me back and said, hey, do you want to be on my show? And I'm like, absolutely. You know, so we'll talk about healthcare. And then I saw he was holding a conference. It's called KetoCon in the fall in Austin, Texas. Then after that, I sent him an email saying, hey, I want to speak at your conference. And he's like, sure. So now I'm on the agenda to speak. That's nuts. Yeah. So uh, I would just say, you got you to have a reason. I mean, this podcast is, as you know, it's, it's the ability to open the door. Uh, but just ask. People in this business are really, they're really helpful. You know, they want, they uh-huh. want everybody to succeed. So I would say, just, just ask if you want somebody to be on a blog or a show or something, just ask. That is so cool. Yeah. Okay. So it hasn't always been roses for you though, because you had told me before we hit record that you you don't know a lot about online marketing or anything. So can you give us a little bit of a history there (laughs) and kind of the path you have uh, been on? Yeah. I've taken the most expensive ineffective path you can. So nice. Yeah. So uh, when I started, I, you know, I subscribed to a couple email newsletters and they're like, do your own website. And so I'm like, well, how hard can that be? So I hired somebody from Upwork, you know, one of the sites and put, toge- yes. put together a website and it was just horrible. And it was a WordPress template it, it was, and it still turned out pretty bad. Huh? Yeah, pretty bad. So keeping in mind that I'm turning 50 this year. So I'm not like, you know, the millennial kids like I have that are like 
super smart. Like you make a website on their smartphone or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So then I ended up hiring this designer, right? And and she did an awesome. Locally? Like U- USA anyway? United States? Oh, yeah. Like uh, within okay. 30 miles from here. Just, okay. just happened mm-hmm. to I, I've never met them. It was all over the phone. and But they did a nice job. And so they created this beautiful leadership website. Beautiful. And then as soon as they got it done, I'm like, I'm changing my website. Oh, so they were like, yeah, another sucker. So, you know, (laughs) so I paid them more and and then uh, I hired, oh, I got all kinds of stories. It kind of makes me laugh, but then I hired a SEO person out of India. He actually did an okay job, but the more I learn, if you use keywords effectively and kind of do that, you can, you can kind of uh, do that on your own. Uh, So I spent a fortune on that. Right. And then my Facebook page, I heard, hold on, okay. hold on. I want to I want to visit that for a second. When you said, so you hire a guy from India to do SEO. Can you give me just a general dollar amount that you you spent on him and how long that was? Yeah. So over what period? I think the total cost was like I don't know if this is a fortune, but like four grand over okay four month period. You know, I mean, he was pretty cheap, so I was paying. He was working like forty hours a week, but were you what kind of result? You said he did okay. What like were you seeing additional traffic to your site? Were you seeing specific keywords? come up tell me you said he was okay tell me i mean tell me why he gets a three out of five stars on that i mean i saw my google results were better like i would see i would see if you type in my name and but i think that's a combination of the website plus my job because i'll come up from my job as well Mm -hmm. Uh, but the problem i had and this is this is the caution is that you kind of get what you pay for and so i found out like three months in he was writing these blogs to connect to my website and he was pinging it and all that. And, and they weren't, they were terrible. They were terrible. And so my face was on it and these blogs were out there and the grammar was terrible. And so, and so I had to like, I was like, send me all the blogs and I had to redo them. And just recently I just terminated the contract with them just saying, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's, I kind of laugh at myself because I've learned a lot through this process. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I think so many people, because backlinks is very important to SEO. So that's clearly what he was doing. And I think a lot of people fall into that trap. So let's just call it out right now and say, if you are using a search engine optimization company, ask them for at least example links, if not all of the links that they're sending to your site or that they're creating or anything that they're really doing, like get a more comprehensive report. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And then I went and hired a social media firm. And what did they say they were going to do for you? So they were going to do my postings on, I was focusing on LinkedIn and Instagram and Twitter. And your whole goal was to increase subscribers to the podcast or was it to like build an email list? What was your, this is my metric? Yeah. So it was really podcast, podcast it was and subscribers, and, right. And website visitors just because okay. I wanted to get the message out. Uh, and was this firm on Upwork or was this uh, USA? Oh, they were USA. They were good. Uh, okay. But, you know, they were writing some blogs and stuff. But what I realized is that if you're going to hire a blog writer, they have to be your voice. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. And so they were posting blogs and I was like, I wouldn't say that. And so, and then they were putting stuff on social media and I was like, that's like kind of lame. Right. So I was paying them this money and I'm like, I can just spend 10 minutes doing my own to do it yeah you know and and so i've i've learned a lot of lessons outsourcing or hiring an expert is really smart if you need it 
So I need a website designer because I don't have the time or the expertise. It's just easier. But there's, there's things now like talking about the Facebook ads. They were running this image campaign and it was a picture of me and nobody's going to hit like. And it was costing like... Oh, Dan, you're a handsome man. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I mean, not about being handsome, but... <laughs> uh, let's go back to that. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, and their campaign was like, it was costing me like 72 cents a like. And I'm like, what in the world? This is going to cost me a fortune. I terminated that contract, right? That was costing me like 800 bucks a month. So you can see I've, I've spent a lot of money and I, and there's no no income source that, and I have the best, one of the best podcast setups in the world. I mean, it's like a radio station, which I, I, yeah, I see the picture on your homepage. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. That is one course I went through a, a podcast course that was awesome. And so I've, I've learned a lot around that, but I interviewed Facebook ads. I interviewed this Maria Emmerich, who's a chef and she has these awesome cookbooks and I'm like, Hey Maria, can I? give away one of your cookbooks. And so I just created an ad that's saying, if you hit like, you're entered to win this cookbook. And I was like, well, it's got to be cheaper than 72 cents a like. And it started coming in like at four cents, six cents. Nice. And I was like, okay, so just, so I was like, okay, I'll spend 10 bucks the first day. And then I was like, well, what if I up it to 50? And it just started coming in. And then, so I thought, okay, so if I'm going to, advertise. If I was going to buy a billboard or go to a conference, I might be able to reach a couple thousand people. But, you know, if I spend four or $5,000, I can get my, you know, I'm just doing the math. I can get my subscribers to whatever. And so I just started putting like 300 bucks a day into this ad. And I went from like zero, zero to 40,000 followers on Facebook pretty quickly. Wow. So do you feel like, yeah, if I may, so it seems like sometimes when you run a freebie ad like that, then you just get people who are literally like, they don't care about your message and they don't really care about your podcast. And they're literally just liking because they want to win the cookbook. Do you feel like the audience that you're gathering for those likes are actually people that will like are interested in your offering and your podcast and will turn into decent customers down the line? Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Um, so what kind of followers do I have? So I ran, I ran this ad just to my Facebook followers because I had the exact same question. I'm like, did I just waste all this? Money? All these cheap people. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and, and yeah, I had a couple say, oh, I'll do something if it's free. And I'm thinking, oh, geez. So, you know, another lesson learned. Right. Right. Uh, but, you know, so I put an ad and said, hey, do me a favor. If you really like the content on my Facebook page, uh, go over and click on this and sign up for my email newsletter, right? Because I'm like, okay, well, if they'll take the time for that, then they're more engaged. Tell me how that turned out. Yeah, Well, I had like 500 people um, like immediately go over. I mean, I had a lot of followers at that time, but 500 actually not only signed up for the newsletter, they would comment on Facebook, done, thank you. Like they were commenting. Wow. Yeah, so... so you know, this is a great story. I love this. So I don't know if I, you know, I don't know the numbers. I mean, I, I probably know the the least about social media than <laughs> probably anybody you've ever talked to, but that made me feel good because then I'm like, at least they're on my newsletter. So, you know, that's where I definitely have to improve though, is I got a couple thousand followers on the newsletter, but I have not spent any time building that. And I went to social media marketing world and I just went to this Paleo FX and every one of them is saying you got to live or die by your 
You do. Yeah. Are you sending emails to these people right now? No comment. Yeah, no. <laughs> I am going to hang up on you, young man. I know. So that's actually... Because now when you send them a newsletter, they're going to be like, I don't know who you are. I'm unsubscribing. <laughs> you have to keep sending an email. You have a week. I'm sorry. Please excuse me for a second. But you have a weekly podcast. You have amazing content. All you have to do is go in and just hit send on a newsletter with your latest podcast episode. That's all I'm asking from you. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Like, I know. That's all you need to do just to keep them warm until you have this offering. Keep them warm once a week at least. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually, uh, that is one of my priorities now. You know, I, th- I was going to say, I think, you know, one thing that I have learned is when I first started this, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a podcast, a newsletter, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Ooh, right? Yeah. You just have to pick. And manage a, ho- yeah, a mid-sized yeah, hospital in Illinois. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And you got to focus on a couple things. I think because I've been overwhelmed with how can I manage all these things? Well, I've learned that the podcast, now the, now the email newsletter, of course, that's, that's priority. But number one, number yes. one and Facebook. And that's kind yes. of what my focus is. And I'll occasionally throw something on Instagram or LinkedIn. I, everybody follows me on LinkedIn because I'm a, I work at the hospital. And so there's like no engagement with what I'm doing here because they're kind of healthcare business people. So, yes. so I've learned that. I mean, I got like 5,000 plus people on LinkedIn and I don't even post stuff on there anymore because there's no engagement. Yes. Now I will give you a little hint. I would, and like you can get a VA to do all this on Upwork. I know, I know you love Upwork now, but anyway, I would recommend like, cause you do podcast show notes. I would throw that up on the LinkedIn pulse, maybe a week after you publish your podcast just because it will rank really well in the search engines to get that up on LinkedIn Pulse. And you want to do it a week after. So Google knows where the original source was, which is the localcarbleader.com website. Oh, so awesome just tip. a little, yeah. So just do that. So for search engine results. Very cool. That's a great tip. There you go. I know it shouldn't take you long because you can do like literally duplicate the content. Oh, awesome. And that's why you wait a week. So Awesome. You've been so transparent. Um, my other question is I go to your website and I'm not seeing like a, like the only way to opt in is through like the newsletter. What, what are your thoughts on a uh, irresistible offer or an ebook or like something sexier than a newsletter? Yeah, I know. I'm actually uh, in the process of writing an ebook on, cause I'm turning 50. So it's mm-hmm. like the reality of being 50 from a nutrition fitness standpoint. So what I was going to do was write a book, but what I'm going to start releasing it as chapters and, uh, you know, as a giveaway. I know I need to do more of the offers because right now you can link in through a pop up, but it's all around the newsletter. Yeah, I agree. That's, uh, I'm probably at this point now where I actually do need to find a legitimate VA. Yeah, someone to kind of just help you. Yeah, I am looking at your website. You have the Facebook pixels and stuff on there. So, yay. You see, you're doing great. I love it. Yeah. I did have one more question back on that Facebook topic sure. that I just thought of. When you ran Who Wants a Free Cookbook Facebook post, did you run that in just United States or was that a worldwide campaign? How did you, de- what was the demos on that, the demographics? Yeah, so I just targeted, you know, low carb and ketogenic are like the keywords that uh-huh. you search, but I did it in United States, Australia, United Kingdom, and uh like Canada, Canada or something. Yeah, those are the yeah. four, four countries. And then after that, I ran one that it was just a picture of bacon and eggs. And I said, if you like low carb, click like. 
And so I went from 40,000 to 50,000 on that one. And that, that actually cost me four cents for like. That is so awesome. Okay. So I want to do a little takeaway here. I know a lot of people get really overwhelmed when we talk about Facebook ads, but Dan has admitted like he's gone through agencies and look, he, he has found his own success just by kind of going in, playing around with a few dollars. He has found a lot of success and they've signed up for his newsletter, which your email list is like the key to everything. So yay for Dan for motivating those of us who can't afford a social media company to go out and kind of mess around with it yourself. Yeah. Fair enough. And I think that's a, a, that's a great tip. I also think that I don't, I don't know. I mean, you're the expert. I don't know if you can grow without spending any money uh, because Amen. Yeah, because what I you can't get rich quick, right? I mean, what I found is that I saw it at four cents a like, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to spend this much money. I want to get to this target. And as soon as I hit fifty thousand, I turned it off, and then in a couple months, I'll run something else. So you can pace it out, but I just couldn't think. I just couldn't stand thinking I'm going to have. 400 followers for the next year. I'm like, I'm just going to invest some money in it now and build it up. And then I have a lot more followers. That was my thought. Yeah. And so when you release a new podcast episode, you go and basically put that out there to your page likes people. And then do you boost that post to your people who liked your page? Or how do you like an episode comes out? What's Dan do every week? Yeah, I do. So the episode comes out, I'll put the link on Facebook primarily. I'll put on Twitter too. Uh, The only... I have Twitter, but the reason I put it on Twitter is so that I can tag the person who was in the interview uh, so that mm-hmm. they can retweet it uh, if they want, but kind of recognize the person I interviewed. I, I will do bo- boosts. I know that people say don't do them, but... I don't say oh, that. Okay, well, that's good. Well, because in, <laughs> in, in my world, I'm not doing it. I'm doing it because I want to boost the podcast and I want to mm-hmm. bring people. So it, I think it makes perfect sense for me to boost. And what I'll do is I typically... I'll boost to the Facebook followers and then I'll also boost to certain groups. Like uh, if it's around yoga, I'll send it to yoga people and, and just maybe spend 10 bucks a day or 20 bucks a day just for maybe three or four days just to get it out. Love it. I love it. Now, you really, before I let you go, before I turn the time over to you for a few minutes, I need to lecture you one more time about the importance of keeping your newsletter warm, your email list. That is where the gold is, Dan. Come on. <laughs> I know. All right. I got it. Okay. Thank you for so much for being on the podcast. Uh, before I let you go, I'm going to give you two minutes. Tell us anything you want us to know at all. It's all yours. All right. So I'll, I'll just tell you my website again at the end. But I, I think what the lessons I've learned are ask for what reason. So I did a lot of stuff. And then as I sat back, I thought, okay, so why did I do that? And I've done a lot of stuff that I probably shouldn't have done. Figure out what your goal is and then ask, does this go toward my goal? I kind of did it for a while without a goal. I think you have to be congruent in your message. So in the fitness world, if you're going to sell fitness, you got to be fit. And a funny story, I went to a social media conference and all these 20-year-olds were promoting themselves as life coaches. And I, I, it doesn't seem congruent in a message that somebody 20 could be a life coach. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And then... Uh, you haven't lived life yet, yeah, ha- friends. Yeah. yeah. And, but the, the biggest thing is don't oversell. I mean, we have to provide content and people will want to follow you. What I see a lot now is just people just blasting these ads. And I think it's more of a turnoff. I think if 
if you use your email list to build content, build followers, I, I think you're going to be very successful. So in the last second, just lowcarbleader.com and come check out the podcast and uh, the website and uh, Dan at uh, thelowcarbleader.com. If you have any tips for me, send them to me. I'll be happy to listen. Love, yeah. Love it. Well, thank you again, Dan, for being on the well, show. Thank you so much for having me. So I really enjoyed that interview with Daniel Perryman. Make sure you check out his podcast, the Low Carb Leader Podcast. We all know we could use a few less carbs in our life. Am I right? It doesn't matter who you are, although they're so good. Anyway, hopefully you enjoyed this episode of the Traffic and Leads Podcast. Remember, check us out at theclicktechnique.com if you really want to make online marketing start to work for you. And if you like this podcast or learn anything from this podcast, share it with a friend or go give me a review on iTunes. That would be super awesome. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode and we will talk to you next time.